Hi, I'm Jake Miller, host of the Educational Duct Tape Podcast, a proud member of the Education Podcast Network, just like the show you're listening to right now. The opinions expressed are those of each individual host. Be sure to check out all of our other great podcasts at edupodcastnetwork.com. And get ready, because the learning begins in three, two, one. Coming up on episode number 53 of Podcast PD, me and AJ were on special assignment, and now we're back in the studio with Stacy. We attended the What Works for Kids conference. This is Podcast PD, the show that provides you with anytime, anywhere professional development. Our conversations and guests will provide you with the learning you might get in a faculty meeting or on a PD day. Except you'll have more fun with Stacey Lindis, AJ Bianco, and me, Chris Nessie. Hey, hey, hey. It's me, Chris. Welcome to Podcast PD. I thought you were going to say it was Fat Albert. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> Welcome to the podcast. That was more like a Michael Scott from The Office, to be honest with you. The beginning or that last? That last, that last voice sounded like Michael Scott. Really? I don't know. It just stood out to me. Everybody who listens to our show just says, AJ has never watched The Office. But yet I know you're a huge fan of the show. Because we just talked about it. You had, No, there was a little bit of, in your voice. Sounded like sounded like Michael Scott would do. You know what? I don't care. Forget it. <laughs> Maybe if he was making fun of Fat Albert. So, Chris, you went to this conference that I didn't go to called What Works for Kids. Tell me all about it. Well, I attended a conference that was basically organized by AJ because he was the one running around most frantic <laughs> that day. Um, I had the opportunity to go up to Bergen County Community College here in Jersey uh, to present and talk about podcasting, but I also had the opportunity to live stream and broadcast and talk to a lot of the other people who attended, and the majority of this conference was attended by students of all different grade levels presenting and demonstrating via show-and-tell and other forms of uh, presentation things that they were doing in their classrooms, talking about literally what works for them in terms of learning, and there were things that were revolved around technology. There were things that revolved around science. And I got to interview and talk to, you know, some fourth graders, some sixth graders, some middle schoolers. And it was just a really, I think it was a really good day. AJ uh, doesn't speak as highly about it because he was in the middle of, you know, that whole other aspect of being at an event. But as an outsider who, who went there, I thought it was phenomenal. The food was pretty good and I was in a good spot and I got to talk to some really amazing young people. No, Chris, I'm glad you. Uh, I'm glad you came. First of all, and Stacey, I'm sorry you, you couldn't you couldn't be there, um, but I appreciate your kind words about the conference. And yeah, I was I was running around and I was a little bit frantic because I wanted everything to go right, and my version of right is different from a lot of other people's. But it, it's good to hear that you had some good moments. I saw you interviewing those kids. Those kids were very excited to be talking to you, even though they had no idea who you were. Um, it was great. <laughs> That's to just, what it's like for most people. It's great. Yeah. <laughs> No, it was good, though, because they really were excited. I feel like they were really talking to you about the things that they are passionate about in their classrooms 
and uh, seeing kids talk to adults and present to them. I was very surprised at how composed they were. Um, but, you know, kudos to the to the schools for bringing their students with them. And, uh, and then those kids were really showing off their work and, and really, really proud of the things they did. So good for them and, and good for you for getting involved. And thank you for coming and presenting and uh, working with, with all of us there. Actually, I, I just quickly dug into my bit of audio and I did get this clip from you, AJ, at one point in the morning. This place is freaking awesome. <laughs> that was me. That's how I felt. I did. No, no in all seriousness, I did. I, I really was happy with what happened throughout the day. The beginning That's part. That's what she said. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> the beginning part was a little rough, but it got better as going. <laughs> if only that were fat Albert. No God No God please no 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 You know you're listening to the worst episode of Podcast Media. Oh this yeah, if you're enjoying this, I mean we're having fun. Hopefully you didn't crash your car if you're listening to this. <laughs> or turn us off. I don't know which one it would be. They say that laughter is the best medicine, so Stanley, you can throw away those pills. You are cured. <laughs> Actually you better hold on the pills just in case. Oh my goodness. <laughs> uh okay. So we we've had some fun. So while I was there, AJ and I got the opportunity to sit down with four other adults. We sat down with Erica Ripston, Kim Dowling, and former guest of the show, Mike Andriuli. Not to be confused with Mike Andriuli of North Jersey. Mike <laughs> Andriuli makes his second appearance on the podcast. So let's get over to that uh, audio right now. <laughs> I am here along with my podcasting compadre, AJ Bianco, for a special on-site segment. AJ, what's going on, man? Hello, Christopher Nessie. <laughs> so glad to have you in Bergen County. Thank you so much for making the trip up here. It was my pleasure to drive two hours to, to podcast here. Are you having fun, though? I am having fun. I all right. That's all that matters. Amazing young people. I finally get to talk to you. You talk every day. I get to reconnect with old friends, make a new friend. <laughs> So why don't you introduce your friends? Okay, everybody. To my left, Erica. Hi. Michael. Hello. Former guest on the show, Michael Andriuli. Yes. Is he our first repeat guest? I don't know. I don't keep track of these things. You're our first repeat guest. Wow. Congratulations. Congratulations <laughs> to myself. I guess. Yeah. We're going to get the Andriuli guy, but we got the Andriuli. Yeah, perfect. Andriuli. That's perfect. The other guy was much better. <laughs> and on the far side of the table, hi, Kim. Hello. She's nervous. Don't be nervous. I'm not nervous. <laughs> <laughs> not nervous. I'm on podcast all the time. All the time. So I learned from the best, right, AJ? Yeah, I learned from him. And I didn't teach him. I didn't point to you. I just said him. him. Yeah, it could be any of him. Erica. Yes? What is this conference all about? Well, really, it's designed around... I'm going to get closer? Sorry. <laughs> it's designed for our kids. Um the idea behind the conference was to find out what's going on in our school districts in Bergen County, 
um, focused around what kids are doing and all student centered. And we had a really great turnout, I think, so far. Um, some of the kids' projects that they presented on were phenomenal. I personally got to witness um, Dater TED Talks, um, and that was awesome for fifth grade students. What they're doing is their culminating project for the end of the year is a passion project on something they're interested in, and then they create a TED Talk. And they have the teachers in that grade level designed mini lessons throughout the year. And they spend an hour, I think, every two weeks organizing that specific topic and teaching the kids so that it builds upon each other. And then their end of the year project is um, a video that they post on their website. And for those not familiar with your work, Erica, what is your role in education right now? Right now, I teach third grade um, at Memorial Elementary School in Montvale. And I'm aspiring ed leader. We're all ed leaders. Well, I mean, like outside of the classroom. And for people who want to get in contact with you, how can they do that? Um, you can email me <laughs> at no Twitter. There you Is go. that cooler? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> tweet, tweet. Some of us don't tweet here. I tweet. Um, it's at Erica I Ripson. Read. I read. <laughs> it's my goal for I tweet. Sometimes I very rarely. Sometimes I have original tweets. I read them all the time, especially yours, because you're on it 24-7. I am not on it 24-7. You're not on it 24-7. <laughs> Mike, how are you? I'm wonderful. How are you, Chris? What brings you to What Works for Kids 2019? Um, so in the past, I was a little more involved with the planning of some of these things, but um, this year I took more of a supportive role, just trying to help AJ and, and some other people in the background, not, not jumping off a cliff while they were planning things. Um, but... I'm back in the building leadership now, and I just wanted to see what else was going on there outside in the county and hopefully bring some nice ideas and things back to my school that we can implement with kids. Well, since you brought it up, what is something you saw today that you want to bring back to your school tomorrow? Um, I think the journalism with a, one of the schools uh, from Demers was talking about their journalism class and then how they have editors that are students and a whole whole basically crew that goes through the class and is are the leaders in the newspaper and they've learned a lot about collaboration and working together and just putting together a newspaper so that's something that i'm definitely interested in at least starting with the journalism getting kids involved and then potentially having an end product i had the opportunity to speak with those five young people and i'll include in our show notes for this episode a link out to that youtube video or some audio but i I was really impressed with one how well spoken they were and the jobs that they're doing at just eighth grade running a newspaper and i got to see they had some copies of it, so it was very well done. Did you get a chance to see that, AJ? Yeah, I was in that session as well. Those kids really are working hard. I love how it's set up, too. It's basically an elective for a select few eighth graders, and those five were the leaders. It's amazing. I like it. And the other thing, obviously, kids can take it so far, but I got their teacher also came on, and also somebody who definitely inspired his students. Yeah, he's a good guy. I've worked with him a couple of things, and he's, he's definitely in it for the kids. And one of the things my takeaways from the, the teacher was that, and I complimented him, is that the students were able to answer questions and talk about it. And that's how you know it's authentic, because it wasn't him just feeding them information and answers that they regurgitated. But they were basically able to answer any question that was asked to them with a lot of detail and thought, which means that they are really the leaders of the newspaper. And he's backed more into a support role, like he said he wanted to do. Yeah, they, they definitely spoke with conviction. Yes. And he wasn't poking them or prodding them with anything I could see. I like that they had to apply for the position. It just showed like their level of investment in the process. And that's a real world thing. Mm-hmm. Applying. You know, we don't just get handed opportunities. You have to fill out a form, paper, you know, whatever the case may be. Wait, I wasn't able to be in that one. When they applied, was it a paper application or did they have to do an interview? 
I think they filled out like a Google form. Okay. And then he reviewed the applications. Okay. And I'm sure he met with them. He didn't go into detail like interviewing them, but I think he met with them to get like a better idea of what their interests were and what they were capable of doing and what they wanted to bring to the project. And was there a maximum amount of students that were able to be part of the program or was there, would he just choose five? He said five to six, depending on the class for that first marking period. It's just editors. Okay. So like they learn how to work together as an editing team in all the different categories. And then the following marking period, that's when the kids get to um, sign up for the class, like the writers. And that's then they do like their second edition. Uh, Great. Kim, welcome to Podcast PD. Thank you. What is your current role in education? So I'm currently the supervisor of curriculum and instruction for the Rivervale School District. And what do you do? as a supervisor of curriculum instruction mm-hmm. in Riverdale. Well, they Bell. <laughs> or oh, Riverdale's the show. That's right. Yes. Yes. Riverdale is the place that I don't watch. I'm sure you don't know. Mm-hmm. So um, obviously I'm in charge of all of the curriculum, the K through eight. We're doing new electives. We now have a new portrait of a graduate, which all of our students are utilizing in grades K through eight. And it really encompasses what we believe our students should graduate, hold your middle school, knowing and the attributes they should have while going into high school. We want our students to be able to communicate and collaborate and think critically and creatively. We want them to be really like fearless trailblazers going into high school. And we want them to have the opportunities to participate in elective courses based on passion. So when they graduate from Holdrum, they have an idea of courses that they would want to take in high school and really pursuing those passions. Now, you may have come here like Mike did to maybe get some takeaways. Was there anything you saw today that made the light bulb go off, inspired you that you want to bring back to your students? There were were a few, but one of the things that we've been focusing a lot on is really empathy and being compassionate citizens. So I went to the Englewood uh, Cliffs Responsive Classrooms. That's something that I'm looking to to bring, especially in our younger grades. Now, I sat here all day, so I have no idea what you're talking about. So what's your point? (laughs) (laughs) So it's really a different way of answering questions and really starting your day with your students. You start your day with the morning meeting. Your students are be able to speak in a different way and really learn about their their peers and learn about their likes. And it's really a way of just being empathetic and being compassionate uh, students and really learning about learning about your peers, learning about other people. Now, you were running around, AJ, like a chicken with its head and tail, and you just, I don't know what you were doing today. Um, what did you see that, that stood out to you from today's events? Honestly, I really think it came down to the students and their student work. Uh, I know you you interviewed the kids from Norwood, who had basically this cardboard carnival that set was up. Amazing! It was it was so, wonderful. Yeah, they did a wonderful job with that. Be, so well spoken. Two four. Three. I was going to say the yes. same thing. Seeing I, their excitement. Yeah, you can see it completely. They they came up to us and they're like, "Come play our games." I'm like, mm-hmm. "All right, cool. Show us what you got." And they were excited about it. They loved it uh, because they created it. And I think that's what this day really was about. It was about showing what the kids have created. Of course, we had teachers presenting for the kids, but you can see the passion and the hard work that the kids put in there. There were some the data TED Talks. We just saw uh, Paramus was talking about the projects that they were doing for their students. Uh, my buddy, my buddy Kevin Donatello was showing what he does in his classroom uh, with universal design. Uh, but he, everybody really put in a lot of hard work for this day. And, you know, they should be proud of what they're doing in their classes. And the school should be really proud of how hard their students are working and not just sitting at a desk, taking notes and taking tests. You know how I feel about that. Yeah. Tests? I don't even know what they are. I yes. haven't given one in two years. Right? Mm-hmm. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I also don't give homework. 
Me neither. No, and I think the work today, especially with the, the title of the conference, the What Works for Kids conference, it's so important because what works for kids or what worked for kids 10 years ago isn't what works for them now. And to really come in and see the difference in even what the classroom looked like when I was a kid to what we're doing now is remarkable. That should have been our tagline for the conference. Where was that? Like the Benny, what works for kids? What doesn't work 10 years ago? There you go. That's true. Next year. Next year. <laughs> but, but so Round that, two. It makes me think what works now didn't work 10 years ago, but what's working now, what's it going to look like in 10 years? Right. I'm not asking us to answer that question today. <laughs> yeah. But so we should start answering it today. We should start answering it today. Because we saw what it could look like and what so it the, should look so like. So we're going to do a conference, what's going to work for kids? Going to. <laughs> what's mm-hmm. going to. Oh, God. I can't say again. Well, I'm an English teacher. <laughs> no, but I think this, this is what this is. I think this is what works now, but it should continue working. Because you can't just do this today and then tomorrow go back to note-taking and tests and homework. Yeah, you I have. Mean, there's. This is the building blocks for what's going to happen in 10 years. I also think it's a attributes to the teachers who are flexible and really, truly lifelong learners that want to grow with their kids and that aren't stuck. And they take the risk and they allow their students to take the risk. Yeah. Because our kids won't be able to take risks if we don't take it with them and if we don't allow it and foster that kind of environment in our schools. I, I was speaking to a, a young lady just this morning who was talking about bringing podcasting into her classroom and she was telling me how she didn't know anything about audio editing and i just reminded that awesome young person that hey it's okay if you don't know how to edit audio you can learn with your kids right erica yeah i think i think that young lady might have been me (laughs) i'm actually excited about trying this out i think i like to dabble in all kinds of things in my classroom partially because i myself get bored you're a dabbler I am a dabbler. And I want, if I'm getting bored with what I'm teaching my kids, then they're bored. Then they've got to be bored out of their minds. So podcasting has always been on my list of things I want to try. I've just been a little afraid because I don't know what I'm doing. So you reiterated the fact that I can learn with them. And that was the reminder I needed. And really, you don't have to know what you're doing. There's lots of podcasts out there that people have no idea what they're doing. (laughs) I've actually listened to some of them. Mistaken. Yes. And I, I will be a learner with you. <laughs> that was the beginning. Yes, I will be a learner with you, Erica. Great. I know nothing about editing Let's as well. So we'll learn together. Okay. One of my takeaways to go off what Erica said was just that, you know, in, in education, people aren't really out looking for the accolades in the day-to-day work that they do. And you could see the sense of pride in the teachers today in not only just presenting what their student work was. It no, almost none of this was about the teacher. It was all, and that was the, the design of the day. And it really was evident when you listened to the presentations and you saw the pride, whether it was them talking about what their students did or them just kind of taking a backseat and listening to their students while they presented what they've done. Um, and I think that's one of the big rewards for, again, those those risk taking teachers and the educators that are always looking to push the envelope and do what's best for kids is kind of being able to take a step back. And most of the time we don't do it for ourselves, but being able to watch other teachers kind of talk pridefully about what they've done and what their teachers, students have done and just the growth that they've seen and how it does hopefully lend that energy for people to continue to push forward and push each other and challenge each other to, to do great things for kids. And just to add on to that, when I spoke with the newspaper students at the end, I asked them about, you know, what are your thoughts on your teacher who has obviously created this opportunity? And they spoke again, not prompted about how their teacher empowers them. And, and those are their words. Like, he lets us find our way. He lets us explore. 
he lets us that one of them said that we, we failed with a couple things but we learned from that and again th those are skills you're not going to get in any book so a great experience for kids going through something like that agree so there we talk about failure right first tendon learning or sailing a second <laughs> attempt in learning <laughs> just made that up book coming soon <laughs> anything else just think it was a great day i want to thank everyone for participating and putting it together and the teachers and especially the students who came today to showcase their work it was a great day and i'm excited for next year and mike where can people connect with you for those that don't remember uh, i'm also on twitter my just my name mike andriuli and uh that's really it not anywhere else Kim, how can people get in touch with you? Well, I am on Twitter. I, I don't really tweet all much, but I am on Twitter. That's they can send her mail through the U.S. Post. <laughs> yeah. Make sure you get all the stamps. <laughs> handwritten, please. Or email. Yeah, I actually do like handwritten letters every once in a while. You know. Tell us your Twitter. From your heart. It's at uh, KD123. KD one two three. Yeah, I'm actually changing. Did you make that account in 2000? Yeah, right. I did. I did. I <laughs> what did. is this Twitter thing? Let me try this. I did. It was seven six eight three, but I'm going to change it to be at K Dowling. So you there you can go. Find Look, inspired. Starting today. It's, no, it's my merit goal for next year. Let's start today. So, it takes about five seconds. Get your phone. Let's, Fine, let's do it. We'll do get it your now. phone right now. Sometimes I'll start a sentence, and I don't even know where it's going. I just hope I find it along the way. <laughs> So clearly we're still having fun recording this episode. <laughs> that was a great conversation, AJ. Look, I, I I thought those people were genuine. I thought they were fantastic guests. And honestly, they were a huge help for me as we were uh, preparing the event. I kind of leaned on those three a lot. So thank you, Mike, Kim, Erica, uh, and Chris for, for the interview. Friends joke with one another. Hey, um, you're poor. Well, hey, your mama's dead. That's... What friends do. It's what is you're happening? So white. You're so white. I don't think you use that one. <laughs> oh my goodness. Well, I wasn't there and uh sounds like a great conversation. I don't even know what to say. It was a great conversation. Thank you. So before we move on to our recommendations for this episode, I just want to take a moment to remind everybody that on Sunday, June twenty third, if you're gonna be in Philadelphia for ISTE, or if you're just in that general area, you can come and join us, Stacy, AJ, and myself, and other podcasters from the Education Podcast Network and other listeners of Education Podcast. Come to Pat's King of Steaks in Philly at 6 p.m. for the Education Podcast Network Podcast PD Meetup. It's at 6 p.m. We're going to do some hashtag cheesesteak PD. And if you show up wearing some podcast PD gear, uh, I will buy your cheesesteak. If you're interested in that, go to podcastpd.com slash swag, and you can pick up a shirt, a sticker, a sweatshirt, although I don't recommend wearing a sweatshirt to Philly at the end of June. So come on out for some hashtag cheesesteak PD. Are you guys excited? Are you looking forward to the cheesesteaks? You had me at cheesesteaks. I don't, I don't even care about everybody else. I just, I'm going to come get some cheesesteaks. So if I'm silent, I apologize. I'm going to scarf it down. And then the second one, too. Because my face is filled with cheesesteak. I think we've determined that I don't like sandwiches. They had other stuff, like french fries. We'll figure it out. I like cheesesteaks. I'm just, I don't like Whiz, so I have to figure out which one doesn't have Whiz. You could get provolone from Gino's. I just don't think Whiz belongs on a cheesesteak. 
Tell that to the millions of sandwiches they make. I've also heard that Pat's and Gino's are not the places to eat if you want a Philly cheesesteak. Look, it's two places right there. I don't know what to tell you. I'm just saying. Now, I'm excited to um, meet other podcasters, and I believe there's going to be some kind of sticker swap or something. I saw that on Twitter. Yes, you initiated the sticker swap. No, someone else did. And it was funny because, like, I didn't read all the notifications. And then I I chimed in before reading all the things. And I was like, huh, this is why careful reading is important. Close reading, that that crazy elusive thing. Um, Yeah. So other people had already initiated. And I was like, oh, look at this idiot jumping in, like, 20 hours later. With the same. Well, comments. we've got plenty of stickers to give away, so... Yep. Come on down. Bring your own stickers if you have some, and if not, we'll start a sticker swap. You can just trade ours with other people. I don't know. Need it, need it, got it, got it, need it, got it, need it. All right, so recommendations? AJ, step up to the plate. See what I did there? I see what you did there. That was or, pretty good. Everyone oh. will hear what I did there. I Go like ahead. that. Yeah, no, that was, that was a good one. So my recommendation is going to be a baseball podcast, and it's going to be sent around the Yankees. <sighs> oh, thank you. Yes. Uh, it's centered around the Yankees, and um, it's something that I, I enjoyed because it, it's baseball. But I'm going to recommend the uh, Full Count, the podcast. Uh, and, and basically, this is from the Yes Network, and it's uh, David Cohn and Jack Curry, who David Cohn being a former pitcher for the Yankees and Mets, for those of you who are Mets fans. Um, Jack Curry is a, I guess he's a analyst and also... A writer. He's a reporter and writer. Yeah, he, baseball he's writer. a reporter. I guess he's still a reporter, right? Absolutely. Yeah, I guess he's still doing his job. Uh, so basically the podcast is to celebrate the release of Full Count, The Education of a Pitcher by David Cohn and Jack Curry as they participate in a five-part podcast series that chronicles Cohn's amazing career. Uh, in the series, Curry takes Cohn from his early days playing wiffle ball in the backyard through his playing days for the New York Yankees and beyond. Each episode, David Cohn is offering up uh, recollections. Rec- wow, that's the word that I had. Uh, recollections of the events that helped make him the most respected pitcher in the game. And I really enjoyed the podcast. It's really great. Uh, David Cohn, uh, not a lifelong Yankee, but was a good pitcher for the Yankees and probably should be a Hall of Famer based on his numbers. But unfortunately, he'll probably never make it there. I'm going to be listening to that. Because I think you'll enjoy it. I'm a Yankee fan. I could do five episodes. Yeah, it's five episodes. This is nothing. So I'm actually going to stick with the sports theme, but this is a big recommendation. And I think this recommendation has the ability, and I almost guarantee it, will appeal to any sports fan. So I want to recommend Locked On Podcasts. And this is an entire network, the Locked On Podcast Network, was created in June 2016 by David Locke. He's the radio voice of the Utah Jazz in the NBA. And he originally started with one single podcast called Locked On Jazz. And the network has grown far and wide. Locked On now produces more than 100 different podcasts, providing in-depth coverage of the NBA, NFL, Major League Baseball, and major college teams. Locked On publishes over 450 episodes every week, generating 5 million listens a month, and growing. The premise is your team every day. That's the simple but powerful premise that Locked On was founded on. And they have a rapidly growing roster of expert team and league hosts 
that deliver hyper-focused daily podcasts in 15 to 30 minutes. They are chock full of insight, interviews, and they cover basically your team every day. So I actually currently subscribe to Locked On Yankees, Locked On Knicks, Locked On the New York Giants, and Locked On the New York Rangers. And it's literally a short podcast about the teams that I love. So whatever team you like, whatever sport you like, there is a podcast that you can listen to, and it's going to be by somebody who is just as passionate about that sports team as you are. And you can find more by going to LockedOnPodcasts.com, or you can search for Locked On, and you'll get a whole listing of uh, different sports podcasts in your podcatcher of choice. And that's my recommendation for today. And that's crazy, Chris, because as soon as you kind of recommended that, I put the antenna on and I and I checked out this this uh, I typed in locked on in overcast and I'm just going through how many sports there are here there it's crazy it's crazy there is really a podcast for almost every team and our boy Sully Paul Francis Sullivan please call him Sully he hosts this year the locked on MLB podcast so he's doing five days a week that's cool because it's it's not just a team it's also based on the the sport so there's also a fantasy one there too for your fantasy freaks out there. Yeah. Good recommendation. Thank you. You got it. Well, Stacy, what recommendation do you have for us this episode? I do have a new podcast that I've been listening to that I completely forgot about. And it is called Paternity Leave Podcast. My friend Pete Shaughnessy went out on paternity leave a couple of weeks ago. And he started a podcast that's chronicling chronicling um, his, his life with his daughter and the two of them at home before school lets out for the summer. And then his son will join them on their daddy daughter sometime. And you'll get to hear about his objectives for paternity leave. He's got some goals that he set up. Um, his first episode pretty much details all of that. And um, right now he's got episodes um, one and two out there as well. So he's got his trailer Um, Episode one and episode two came out yesterday, so I still have to listen to that one. But give it a listen. Uh, I really like that he's talking about what it's like to be a dad at home with two little kids under the age of four. And um, just kind of what that's like. That sounds really cool. That that's like super hyper niche. And I'm intrigued to check it out. Yeah. And, you know, AJ, you being a new dad and well, a new dad again. Um, you have a little girl at home. He's a boy dad originally, so it's kind of kind of interesting. See some similarities there. I'll check it out. I was looking at the description, so it sounds pretty cool. Go Pete Shaughnessy. Woohoo. And AJ, what do we have going on this summer around Podcast PD? So this summer we have a wonderful summer podcast plan that you all should get involved with. Uh, we are going to be utilizing Voxer quite a bit this summer. So Get on your Voxer. If you don't have Voxer, reach out to us. We will add you to our Voxer group once you download the app and create an account. And our plan is to have our podcast Voxer group open and ready to go where we highlight eight podcasts throughout eight weeks of summer. And we share them with you, get your thoughts on them. Uh, we did this last year. It was quite successful. And uh, you know, I think it would be good for us to do it again, get the conversation going. Get the group alive and get that anywhere, anytime professional development. 
Nice. That's going to be a blast. We had a lot of fun with that last summer. Yeah. And if you're not really sure what we're talking about, it's kind of like a book club, but with podcasts. So it's all audio. <laughs> all audio, all the time. Nice. Just like the books I read. There you go. <laughs> and uh, of course, once again, I mentioned it earlier, we have the Education Podcast Network, Podcast PD, ISTE Meetup, Sunday, June 23rd, 2019, 6 p.m. Pat's King of Steaks is the place to be. And we hope to see you there for the cheesesteak challenge where we're going to go from Pat's, we're going to walk across the street to Gino's and have some hashtag, 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 some hashtag cheesesteak PD. All right, Stacy, time for the magic because I stunk at it last time. I listened to that. That was hysterical. <laughs> um, all right. Well, since I'm back, say goodbye, Christopher. Goodbye, Christopher. Say goodbye, AJ. Goodbye, AJ. <laughs> Bye, Podcast PD. Thank you for joining us for this episode of Podcast PD. For links to all of the resources mentioned in this and every episode, please visit our website, podcastpd.com. You can connect with me on Twitter and Instagram at AJBianco. And I also blog at ajbianco.me. You can connect with me on Twitter. I am Mr. Nessie. And I would love it if you also checked out the House of EdTech podcast over on chrisnessie.com. You can connect with me on Twitter and Instagram at irontech. And I blog at irontech.me. Connect with Podcast PD on Twitter and Instagram at Podcast PD. We would also love to have you as a member of our Facebook community. Go to podcastpd.com slash Facebook to join. You can help us reach more educators like you by telling someone else about the podcast. So share us with a colleague. And if you do it on social media, please make sure to tag us. I think Stacey's still on special assignment from last week. <laughs> Everything's wrong. That's about where we're going. My modern office has caused me to go into a depression. (laughs) It's actually a good episode. (laughs) Okay, I'm going to close the tab and then I can't do it anymore. Okay, good. Okay, good. Okay. Real quick before we move into our recommendations for this episode, I just want to remind everybody that on Sunday, January, January. Nope. Oh, not January. <laughs> it's a different Sunday. <laughs> Far from now. So before we move into our recommendations for this episode, I just want to take a moment to remind everybody listening that if you're attending ISTE this year on Sunday, June 19th. Nope. Nope. That's not it either. <laughs> Thank God he's recording himself. He never puts his own outtakes in there. So before we move on to...